Well, here he is in the Hyundai Texans radio studio with his voice in full region on his way to the divisional round, Coach D'Amico Rounds. Coach, congratulations on the enormous win over Cleveland and getting into the next round. Your thoughts on where you sit right now? Thank you, Mark. It's an exciting moment for Houston Texans football, right, to have such a huge win versus a tough opponent in Cleveland Browns. They're very proud of our guys. But then I talked about it last week, but Hopefully our guys come with that same focus. I can feel I felt it last Tuesday how locked in our guys were, how on it they would be throughout the they were throughout the entire week. And uh when you feel your team, you feel like that laser focus, you feel them being locked in, it gives you that sense of confidence as a coach. It's like, all right, no matter no matter what we call, mm-hmm. right, they're gonna they're ready for it. They're up for the moment, they're up for the challenge, and we need the same thing again this week. Coach, I don't mean this in a way of, oh, you guys wanted revenge or anything like that, but how much of the focus do you think was there because of how Christmas Eve day went against them the first time? Yeah, I know that played a, a huge part in uh, being locked in. Right, Anytime you feel like, not that they embarrassed us. I told the guys it's almost like, like we embarrassed ourselves yep. in a sense because and I feel like we didn't show up. I told the guys I felt like we were more so – too focused on Christmas <laughs> as yep. opposed to being ready for the game right. and prepare for the opportunity that we had to kind of kind of seal our fate and get that playoff spot locked up a lot sooner right than the last game of the season. So that does play a part in like being a little focused. Sometimes it takes that failure. Sometimes it takes right getting punched in the mouth to kind of wake up for a second and see like, oh, I have to make sure I'm on my P's and Q's so the embarrassment doesn't happen again. Coach, it seemed like for a time this season, you weren't stringing together the games the way you really wanted to. Maybe you had a win and then maybe a game you didn't like and then another win. So it was a little bit inconsistent, but now you've won three in a row, head into the divisional round. What's the difference here? What are you seeing out of your team overall, week-to-week prep and then execution throughout the game? For sure, it starts with the prep, and what I'm seeing is consistent prep, right? It's consistent prep. It's not a... We're not a team that's surprised that we're that we're kind of here. It's uh, or happy that we're. It's uh, it's consistent. Everybody is working the same way with the same intent, the same detail each week, and that's what I've seen these past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And you know that way, nobody's getting too high. Like, oh, we're here. Like, no, everybody. We've been talking about this for a while. It's like we're not just here just along for the ride and just happy that the Texans are in the playoffs and now we're just supposed to be happy that we won our first game. Like, no, the ultimate goal is everybody who suits up in the NFL is to accomplish, you know, win it all, right? And our guys understand that focus. You don't get there just by talking about it. You get there by working at it diligently throughout the week, being being on it in the games, like when you line up in the games, just executing, not making a moment bigger than what it is, but just playing good football. And just I think I always try to pull our guys' focus back to that. Like no matter how many TV crews are around, no matter how many interviews you're doing, like what what happens when the ball is snapped? It comes mm-hmm. back to just playing fundamentals, technique, playing really clean football. And if you do that consistently for four quarters, we'll be where we want to be. Coach, there was a point in that game, first about mid-first quarter through the 12-minute mark of the second quarter, and I made a note of that because after that, they don't score, but kicked field goal. They go down and score. You come back, Nico scores. They go down, they score with Kareem Hunt. 
Then Brevin gets his touchdown and puts you up 17-14. What stopped the shootout, i.e., what was the key at that point for you guys defensively to not give up another point the rest of the game? What I've told our guys <laughs> at halftime is and we cannot give up the explosive pass. We, we knew that again going in. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, oh, man, is this a repeat of the Christmas Eve right. battle? It's like we cannot allow them to throw the explosive passes. Whatever you do, just make sure we stay back. Right. right? Make sure we stay back. Make sure we're on top of the receivers and make sure we force the ball to the checkdowns as much as possible. I don't care how, if they, they throw, I want them to throw it to the checkdown every single time. And uh, they, when we were able to stay back and they forced that and guys yep. were able to see like, okay, right. Can they methodically just drive down the field on us? No, the only way they can get down the field is if they create some type of chunk play. And when we stopped the chunk plays and guys were dialed in on eliminating the chunk play right now we were able to really you know get after them and the biggest thing were the third down stops yep. right getting off on third down getting the pressure on Flacco making him fluster making him throw some you know some bad passes at times I think that was the key how much do you practice blocking during an interception <laughs> return because coach that was a parade going down the sideline when Steven Nelson got that first one everybody seemed really enthusiastic about being able to execute what they had learned yes for sure it's something we've been teaching since uh training camp we teach uh sideline return and we do it in our turnover drills and we'll do sideline return drills and we kind of kind of teach the guys like first thing first everybody wants to go when the ball is returned, everybody wants to just take off and run. Well, the first key is you have to block the guy who they were throwing the ball to. So right. we say you block the intended receiver first. I think Desmond was able to get the intended receiver, mm-hmm. right? And then if you got the ball, make sure you get to the nearest sideline and get down the numbers. And we got, and we call it sideline near sideline return. Everybody blocks. Make sure you block high and in front. So we had a <laughs> – we had the guys running down the sideline, and Cashman starts with the big block on the offensive line. He takes him out, and then Stingley uh, finishes with a great block. I think it was on the running back who showed up, and Stingley was able to get a block on him. And that was the that was the cleanest. I was telling the coaches, that's the teach tape right there. That's the teach tape yeah. for how you re- get a sideline return. That was perfect. And coach, along those lines, I know from from our angle, uh, you're not able to see this, but on the TV copy they showed from I don't know kind of from this angle over here where they were shooting kind of down our sideline mm-hmm. there's a madman in a red shirt running with <laughs> Nelson I mean he's flying but besides him which is you <laughs> I saw the offensive guys jumping off the bench like Nico's running just outside of you to go like meet Nelson and it felt like it was that perfect moment of this team of what it's been about offense happy for defense defense happy for special teams everybody kind of happy for each other's success i don't know if you had a chance to see that but did you kind of sense that when that play happened all the everybody just running on the field and getting excited about what what just happened yeah i didn't see it until after because as you said the madman was running as well you're focused (laughs) i was almost in the end zone myself but uh yeah after after seeing them, now I realize it. Like, I'm trying to get guys off because the <laughs> clock is started. So now I'm trying to get guys off yeah. the field so we can kick the field goal. And I look up, and it's, it's Nico, it's Brevin, it's yeah. all of the offensive guys, right? Uh, reserve guys out on the field. Everybody's just celebrating that moment with Nelson. And that's cool. That's the team. Yeah. That's the enthusiasm that I love to see from our team. And that's that defining moment of, man, everybody – is truly happy for the success of their teammate. Yep. Unselfish, 
unselfish play by everyone, but we're truly thrilled, excited for our guys when they make plays. You're not a man, man, but, <laughs> but <laughs> in you, that you, moment, but you were, you were running like you were chasing a running back back in the day. That's for sure. Coach, uh, Christian gets the next one, the next pick six. And I know you've answered some questions about him. I get the feeling the winning is the best thing, but you really enjoy the individuals having their game improve, the individuals involved in seeing them improve the level of their performance. As a teacher, that must mean a lot to you. Yeah, it's everything. It's um, what I truly believe in, my philosophy of coaching. It's all about, you know, it's all about developing young men. And to see, you know, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be all pretty from the start, but you, to see a guy like Christian grow throughout the entire year, to see him have that same play a couple of weeks ago versus the Titans, right? And we're able to kind of correct it and, hey, this time it just makes sure you step in front. And to see that moment just happen as a teacher, as a coach, there's no prouder moment when you mm. see a young man step in and make that play, take the coaching point to heart and actually execute it the proper way and for him to make the biggest play of his career. And I'm so excited for Christian, so proud of him, right, for just making a big play. And it's, and it's, I tell guys, it's not when you try to chase big plays, like they don't happen. But mm -hmm. when you're just focused on your individual job and you're just focused on your technique and you do that the right way, like the big plays will come and none speaks better than that one that Christian made. Coach, just kind of along those lines, I've always felt like at some point a coach stays in it because the coaching bug strikes them at some point. Did you have a moment as a younger coach when something like that happened where you taught a guy a technique and you see him have success and you're like, yo, I love <laughs> seeing that happen. Is that is that kind of the way it maybe happened for you? Did the, did the coaching bug strike when you had kind of a teaching lesson you gave to a player and he was successful because of it? I mean, it started really, I mean, for me in high school, I was helping out with the high school kids mm. uh, during the during the lockout year, it was just oh, yeah, yeah. seeing these kids just get better and better each week and to see it all come to life. We had one spring game and to see the kids go out and play fast and execute and make plays and to see their faces when they won was like, oh, wow, that really sparked a bug for yeah, me. Yeah, it's yeah. just seeing from where we started and seeing the growth and development of those, those young kids just within a three-week span and to see them finish with a win and how excited they were to win, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yep. And that was the that was the moment that coaching got me. Yep. <laughs> as far as where we are right now, and you talked about it, you have to do what you do and not let the moment get too big. How much do you rely on your experience, maybe with the 49ers advancing or other members of the staff who have been on teams that have advanced and you yourself as a player, how much do you rely on that stuff and draw from it as you address the players getting into this next round? Right, yeah, I mean, being with the Niners the past couple of years and having that experience of going, you know, a couple of NFC championships games, Super Bowl. And I remember, I just think back to the preparation, right, and how we prepare throughout the weeks for those games. And the one thing that always stuck with me is nothing changed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, at, it's like at that moment, like, you don't – nobody hyped it up as this big game and it's like it was – it's the next game. Mm -hmm. Right. And we kept that focus. And I think that's what allowed me to have that having that experience. Now it helps me to speak to our team and to keep them right steady. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we have a lot of young guys, I don't want our guys getting too amped up for a game just because, oh, the 
the weight of this game means this. Like, no, like just stay focused on your execution because I know that's what wins. And I know when it didn't happen, when I lost games in the playoffs, I know what happened in those games. It wasn't guys thinking about that moment too or trying to make plays in that moment, but they just didn't execute when we should have. Or, man, we worked on this particular play and we're not where we're supposed to be or the receiver didn't run the particular route that he should have ran. It was just that was that's what happened in those games. And that's what causes you to lose those games. Mm-hmm. This is when guys lose focus, guys lose sight of executing the job the proper way. That's what loses those games. We've kind of gone through this a little bit, coach. The fact that after we beat Indy on Saturday, we had to sit on Sunday and wait. But we got an answer pretty clearly like, okay, game is over at 3:30. We know we're playing the Browns, know what's going to happen. As of the time of this recording, we don't know. It could be one team. It could be the other. How is that kind of changing preparation or impacting preparation for this week? Yeah, it's it's impacting preparation pretty pretty big time. It's, yeah. it's, uh, this is a new space for me because uh, right now in this moment, we would be already on our opponent. We know we're playing. We're preparing. And now we kind of sit in limbo because we have the Ravens and Kansas City. So you're kind of trying to prepare for both, right? Try to spend most of our time yesterday focusing on the Ravens, and now we're trying to pivot today to get a a, a look at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and so we still won't know until later later this after this afternoon. But I told guys we'll still we'll still have time, right? I think offensively, defense, special teams, we're all the staffs are all dialed in to both teams as best as we can um, to have a first look. I would say, and then we'll get deeper into preparations later this later this evening. So it's be a late night for coaches, yep. but they don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the quarterbacks are different, but they're both awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes does run more than a lot of people think because he will make plays with his legs. He was doing it last year at a bad ankle. Right. Lamar Jackson, we all know that he can do it, but they both throw the ball extremely well as well. But that mobility aspect. Joe Flacco, you didn't really face it with him, right. but you face it with these guys, either one you face. For sure, no matter right which opponent we face, both mm-hmm. two dynamic quarterbacks who yeah. are very similar in that regard, Mark, that they find a way to keep plays alive. Yeah. <laughs> and all of the off-schedule plays is where both quarterbacks have kind of you know made the name for themselves in their career, right? You They're scrambling around, and they chunk a deep one over your head. It's like, mm. man, I already see in both guys, it's like I know – what my message is to yeah. both, like, guys, make sure we're on it in coverage. You're going to have to cover them twice, plaster, plaster, mm. plaster, stick to your coverage. And then the rush factor, like D-line, we need you. Some yeah. extra guys we may need you as well, but we're going to have to get as much pressure on both guys as possible to kind of speed up their process. And one of the things I love, Coach, as a sideline reporter, is the fact that the last four games, my math is correct, maybe the last five, have been inside. That's very that's very nice for a silent reporter with all the equipment and everything. I don't have to get wet. I'm, but now we got to go outside no matter what. Baltimore, Kansas City, you got to go outside, as does the team. And it looks like it's going to be a little bit chillier than it is in Houston. But we've got some chilly weather here. How does that help in kind of preparation for the weather aspect of things? Yeah, I think with our weather here in Houston this week being cold, I think it helps a lot. Now we can... I guess you can get used to it a little sure. bit, having to prepare throughout the week. So, man, we're fortunate that we do have, you know, unseasonably cold weather here in Houston, and we can go out and prepare, and our guys can see, you know, a glimpse of what it will feel like. You know, it'll be much colder, whether we're in Baltimore or Kansas City, it'll be much colder. But 
for those three and a half hours, tell God, lock in. It doesn't matter. You got to lock in, right? What's ahead of us? What's on the other side, right, of of winning this game? Like, that's all that matters. If your focus is on that, then you can minimize, you know, how cold you'll be in that moment. Well, last week was no picnic either for Houston anyway. You were practicing outside, getting ready for an indoor game. And the (laughs) wind, Coach, I think the wind has got to be a big factor. When the Texans with you played at Green Bay at 08, really Mm -hmm. cold, single digits. But Schaub and the guys talked about, hey, it wasn't windy. They threw for over 400 yards in that game. Yeah, that's it. The wind is a huge factor. It's one thing of being cold, but the wind and when you can't really throw the football like that's – that's where it will struggle, and that's where it can cause some issues. So hopefully the wind <laughs> winds isn't up too high mm-hmm. so we can uh, allow CJ to spin it a little bit. Coach, I know it's hard when you're in the moment and you're coaching, you're calling ball plays, and you're you know scoring touchdowns and you're trying to get guys. But you're in the coaching moment no matter what. Was there any point on Saturday where you were able to kind of say, dang, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, the crowd <laughs> showed up, was loud. Was there any kind of moment when you looked around and went, dang, that's cool? Yeah, the moment for me was uh, when the lights were off in the stadium and everybody was holding the cell phone oh, with their yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was just, I mean, on the headset at that moment, I was like, oh, wow, this is such a cool moment. I haven't seen this before here in Houston all year. Like, what a cool moment. I was just telling guy, hey, make sure you take this in. Take this moment in because this is a, a really cool atmosphere. Our fans showed up big time for us. They were loud. And to see that moment in a stadium where I think it was a timeout or we were in between quarters. So that was a moment that I always remember in that Browns game there of just, you know, how the the lights off, the cell phone lights out, right? How many fans showed up. That was a really cool moment for us. Absolutely great moment. And a moment later, you were like, all right, back to the intensity. Let's (laughs) go. Let's go. But I noticed that in the locker room afterwards, there was such joy after you beat the Colts. And there was joy after mm-hmm. beating the Browns. But nobody is ready to say, this is it. Nobody's ready to say, what an accomplishment this season is. They really want more. You feel that. You can sense it in all the players. You definitely sense it. I think there was a, yeah, the moment versus the Colts, It was that was a great moment. We knew who we were in. And that's someone that we had been talking about. All Just give us an opportunity to get in, get in. We we earned that right to get in. I think how that game, how we won that game too, like that was an exciting moment for us. That was a special moment. Oh, you come into this Browns game and everybody kind of, it felt like they knew it going into the week and they know we want more. So that moment mm-hmm. in locker room probably wasn't, it wasn't as crazy because guys expected it. It's confidence and that's what you want in your team, playing better at the end of the year confident going into games, expecting to win games, expecting to play well, that's what you need in the playoffs. You Uh, answered my question about confidence. That that was exactly it. All right, one thing I wanted to ask you about, though, since Devin Singletary has really taken off week nine, your running game, I know you want to run for even more yards, but we've talked about this from time to time, but this is something you can really rely on now. This is something you can take with you. You know who you are, as opposed to week one where it's sort of feeling things out. We were thinking back to that. CJ had only played a handful of snaps in preseason games. That's his first real NFL game. So you guys have a lot of experience compared to that outing if it is Baltimore. Yeah, for sure. A lot more experience. And, you know, I always say you want to run the ball, right? You you want you run the ball to win games. But, you know, to score, you got to throw the ball. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so it's uh, we know who we are, 
right? Yep. We don't have to force it. If right. it's there and we can pop some runs, we'll pop some. But, you know, we have a quarterback who can throw it and we can get yards in the air, even on the check down plays like the plate of Brevin. Mm-hmm. Like CJ can throw the ball five yards and get – Credited with a seventy-six <laughs> seventy-six yard pass, so it's uh you know however we have to get it done at this point it really doesn't matter just get it done. Coach, right. from week one to week whatever we are now, what's probably the thing you're most proud of about your team? Oh, I'm most I, I would say man I'm I'm proud of the growth, but I'm, I'm proud of just the, at this moment right now it's like. I'm proud of just the confidence that we've earned. <laughs> yeah. And I always talk about confidence is earned, it's yeah. not given. Right. And I'm proud of that confidence that we've earned as a team and sitting here at this moment right now when we need it most, <laughs> when nobody else is going to uh, have your bag, nobody else is going to pick you to win. Like, we're confident in ourselves, we're confident in each other, and that's what I'm most proud of. Yep. Amogee Bank Ask Coach Question of the Week. All right, Coach, parenting advice here because we need some. Uh, The listeners are (laughs) – a lot of the listeners out there are parents, and your kids have been in the interview room after wins and I guess after all situations. Uh, Greg Bailey had them on Inside the Game on ABC 13. Johnny said they were there the other night. So well-behaved, incredibly well-behaved. What's the secret? Give us a secret or two and having the kids be so well-behaved. Oh, Thank you, Jamila. (laughs) (laughs) The right answer. (laughs) No, my wife does an outstanding job with them. But our kids, they're they're precious, man. They're they're so kind. They take care of each other. They look out for each other's brothers and sisters. And it's it's all about just just pure love for each other. And uh, they have fun playing with each other. But it's just loving on them, giving Mm -hmm. your kids as much love as possible, man. And and our kids, we're thankful to have – we're blessed to have really great kids and just to see their precious smiles. That was a, a great moment for me. I didn't I didn't expect to see them mm. uh, when I was coming up the tunnel after the game. So to see them and that – it's like, wow, that was a that was a special one for me as well that I, that I always remember. But, man, we got great kids, and I'm thankful for my wife uh, holding it down for me. All right, Coach. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Good All luck right. this week. Thank you, guys.